See? See? Fulfill. Fulfill. feel man i'm bringing something to you today that's 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 a little more powerful than what i usually bring to you we're we gonna do something in the in the avenue of entrepreneurship i got somebody here with me introduce yourself man how you doing man i'm uh edmund washington uh small business owner also uh consultant for a couple of companies Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Man, you know, a lot of times, man, when we think about starting companies, man, we always we always see the good side of things. We always see, you know, how how we can how we can do this and, and as we always say, how we can stack money. Now, let the people know how long you've been doing this. Yeah, you know, so um, you know, I started, you know, I want you know, it's always been a dream to to own my own business. And I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And it, you know, it took some time to actually plan. Um, so before I, 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 I found out what I wanted to do, what I ended up doing is just, you know, actually just kind of planning to open up a small business. I started um, doing some research on some businesses that I was interested in. And then, um, you know, I actually found out that there was a barbershop that I went to that was actually franchising. And so it took me about a year and a half, almost two years to to plan for that. And so I started by, you know, creating a business plan. I started by, you know, talking to, you know, some some mentor of mine who, you know, had a business before. Um, I started to establish some business credit on my own before I had an official business. Um, you know, so I, uh, you know, from that, you know, I was able to take some of the money that I, you know, earned through the years, you know, you know, within my job commission and start stacking it. And then um, in March 2019, you know, I, um, you know, paid, you know, $25,000 to open up a, a no grease franchise barbershop. Okay. 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 Hey, man, that's, that's, that's good, though. That's good. Because I think about it like like even for myself, you know, we I've started I started businesses, they fail. I'll start another one, it fail. So so tell the people if if they're in that in the, in that position right now, what is what are some things they could do? Well, I, I think there's always lessons in failure. So um I really even hate that that word because I, I, I think you, you can always you know, learn from, there's always a lesson learned, um, you know, when you, you fail at something, you know, I think what you do is take your, your failures and you, and you're able to kind of turn it into something positive, you know, because you, you have that, that, that learning experience from, from, you know, feeling that open in the business, you know, so I, I think, um, I think one of the things that, what I've noticed with, with people is that everybody wants to kind of, you know, create this, this overnight business and, you know, everybody wants to successful, but I, I think the most important step is to, to really plan. And, you know, like I said, I took two years of planning 
to mitigate, you know, a lot of the risks that small business owners, you know, typically face, you know, within, you know, within the first year of business. I mean, the statistics, I mean, say that you will fail, you know, within the, the first 12 months, you know, if you don't do X, Y, and Z. So I, I think it's, um, you know, it was important to me to, to do that planning. One, you know, one of the steps was to actually have a business plan um, and your business plan is a, is a living plan. You know, it can, you continue to update it. I mean, even now, even though I've been open for seven months, you know, I continue to update and refine that plan. I think too, well, one of the things that, you know, small business owners, you know, end up, um, you know, suffering from is not having enough capital. Um, so it's, it's, it's essential that you have a certain amount of capital, you know, saved uh, to be able to sustain your business because, you know, those first, you know, six, seven months, I mean, you, you're really paying more out than you're actually taking in. I mean, that's just a fact. So I think th between those two things is just really around the planning aspect and, and having enough capital to, to open up your business is, is very essential um, to success. Okay. Okay. So you say planning and capital and yeah, that's, it's definitely needed because without, without one, you can't have the other. You can't. That's, that's, that's definitely, that's, that's definitely, you know, some words to live by. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, when, when you started your business, how, how did it change your life? <laughs> I'm, I'm more busy, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 you know, I'm definitely, uh, I'm, I'm a lot more busy than, than I was before, obviously. You know, I still have a, you know, full-time job, um, you know, trying to balance, you know, being a husband, being a father, and also running a business, you know, can be challenging. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, you're, you know, if I'm being honest, sometimes your significant other doesn't, doesn't understand, you know, um, you know, what's required. And, and, and I kind of get it from that aspect too, right? Because, you know, you know, as a, you know, as a wife, you know, she just wants to spend time with her husband. But, you know, with the, the busiest times, you know, in my particular business, which is a barbershop, is in the evening time. You know, so, you know, our bar, you know my barbershop doesn't, you know, close at 9 p.m. You know, when I have to have meetings with the, uh, the founders of, of, of No Grease, you know, as well as the uh, the people that help me run the day-to-day -day operations. You know, sometimes we don't meet until 9 o'clock at night. And sometimes those meetings go to, you know, 12 and 1 in the morning. You know, that's, I mean, that's what happens, right? Um, yeah. So it's, it's definitely difficult to uh, balance, but that's uh, one of the things that's changed my life. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I can get business. But I think also one of the most rewarding things is also the you know, the social capital, you know, uh, the fact that I've been meeting all these great small business uh, owners that I would never would have met uh, had I not owned a business. Um, you know, um, you know, African-American, uh, Latinx, you know, individuals that are in the community that are doing some great things. And so I, I built, a, you know, community, of, you know, colleagues and, you know, now what I consider friends you know, where I can bounce ideas off of and, you know, we can talk about the trials and tribulations of, of, of owning a business. So, so far, um, you know, that's been one of the most rewarding things. And also, you know, we, you know, our business, we serve the people. So the fact that the services that we provide, you know, make people feel good because they look good, 
you know, is also very rewarding, you know, being able to, you know, connect with children, uh, you know, fathers, mothers, you know, uncles, aunts, um, and just really just, you know, building a sense of community and giving back to the community has been, has been really rewarding. Yeah, most definitely. Cause if you look good, you feel good and ain't nothing, it's nothing like giving back, man. It's nothing like giving back to the community. Nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. We, and we've done a lot you know, for, for a new business, um, you know, for the community, um, you know, we giving back to, you know, North Meg high school to help the basketball team, you know, uh, raise funds for, you know, the many trips that they had to take throughout the years. Um, you know, we have donated, you know, money to some local organizations, you know, grassroots or organizations, you know, around, you know, around education, you know, so far, um, so we have, um, you know, done a lot, you know, for a new business, you know, already, you know, within the six, uh, within the seven months that we've been open, because we understand, you know, how important it is, it is to give, you know, especially when you look at education, you know, there's still schools, you know, that are struggling, you know, to, to provide supplies uh, to the students because the, uh, the parents just don't have it. It's very expensive. And so now I'm in, you know, I'm in a planning phases of what we plan to do, you know, come back to school in August. Um, so I'm already planning that. So that's that's definitely part of, you know, our mission, <clears throat> you know, is to give back as much as we can. Okay. Okay, man. Sound like y'all doing some great things over there. Sound like y'all doing some great things. Because, yeah. I mean, that that leads right into my next question. Like, is it is it worth starting your own business? I mean, is it even worth it? But from what from what I hear, man, you're doing some doing some great things in the community and you're building your business. And I can almost answer that question myself, but I'm gonna give you a chance to. Yeah, you know, it's definitely worth, you know, building your business. You know, obviously, you know, everybody gets into business to 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 make money. Um, but you know, that's not my my sole, you know, goal, right? You know, it's the other things that I mentioned, you know, like giving back to community and also um, you know, being able to, you know, work with some individuals to help them, you know, open up their own businesses. You know, because currently right now, you know, I have um a total of six barbers. I also had two receptionists, and you know, I know what each individual, you know, wants to accomplish, you know, long term. Um, and so I get a lot of gratification at, at um, and knowing that, you know, I'm putting them on a path to to own their own business. And I tell these guys and ladies, you know, all the time that, you know, if you're in my barbershop, you know, five years from now that I ain't do my job, you know, so I have four barbers that they want to open up their own barbershop and I'm prepping them now to um, prepare to do that. Um, I have a receptionist. She uh, she started a nonprofit, and, and I'm doing everything I can to support her around that. Also, um, she wants to, um, you know, she wants to do marketing, and so, um, you know, what I did is um, made her, you know, a marketing specialist as well as a receptionist. So she helps me run my social media. You know, my other receptionist, she wants to uh, start her own event event planning company. So she helps me with my events, um, and so. You know, it's important for me to, you know, connect, you know, you know, with my employees in a, in a way um, that's genuine and, and also productive, you know, because, you know, my, my job is to, uh, you know, lead them and build them up and get them out, out of my shop.
and bring the next group of people in. Um, you know, aside from it being worth it, yeah, it's absolutely worth it because of so many other, you know, things, you know, like giving back and, and, and helping your staff that's, you know, rewarding. But also from um, from a wealth standpoint, I mean, if you look at the statistics, I mean, you can't build wealth, you know, in a corporate job. Rarely you can, right? Um, and so it's 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 really important to to be able to create something, you know, that's going to be able to build wealth and also being able to transfer that wealth, you know, down to the, the next generation. And so, you know, my business is tracking to do exactly what my business plan said it would it would do. And so from that aspect, it's, it's definitely rewarding. So it's definitely worth it. Okay. 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 Yeah, it sounds like you you're making you're making room for for the next generation. But before you make room for them, you're making sure the people that's with you right now is gonna be straight so they can start their own business and hopefully they'll do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, like I said, you know, they I mean, they're in a great situation with, with me because I'm gonna be able to tell them all the all the things that I did well and all the mistakes that I made, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, okay. like all the mistakes that I made, right? So, you know, I can say, look, do this and, and don't do this. Um, I think one of the good things that I, I did was to really plan. You know, somebody taught me. Um, I'll tell you like a quick story, um, how I was able to position myself to even get a business loan was due you know, a Facebook group that somebody invited me to. And you, and people invite you to Facebook, Facebook groups all the time. I never really pay attention to it. But this one, you know, caught my attention. And it was really about building, you know, business credit. And so, you know, one of the first things in, bu in building business credit is creating an LLC. And so I created an LLC in my, in my name. The second step was to um, build relationships with, um, with lenders, um, who report to the, uh, the, uh, the business credit bureaus. And so I opened up a capital one card. I also, um, open up an account with Granger, um, uh, which is an organization that sells, you know, different products. And I, I think I did something simple. I put my Netflix, um, subscription on my capital one business card and I started ordering, you know, supplies from Granger. And uh, I think I had an Amazon business card as well. You know, what I think I was put, uh, paying my Amazon Prime subscription on it. So paying every single month on those three things, they were reporting into my business uh, credit report every single month. And when it was time for me to uh, get my loan, I, I damn, damn near had a perfect uh, business credit score. Before I had an official business, just because the information that I got from this Facebook group was giving me all the steps that I needed to take in order to get, you know, loan ready. Uh, the second thing I did was build a relationship with the lender that I ended up getting the loan from. Um, so my first meeting before I even officially applied was two years prior to me actually officially applying for that loan. And so we, uh, me and the the lender, you know, we end up having uh, lunch at Panera Bread, and he told me all the steps that I needed uh, to take in order to get loan ready. 
step one is that I had to have at least a minimum of a 620 personal credit score. Step two is that I had to put 10% equity into my business. So if you borrow $100,000, you have to put $10,000 into your company because lenders will not um, give you any money if you don't have any skin in the game. Step three is that I have to have three months of expenses saved. Um, so if my expenses were $10,000 a month, I had to have $30,000 in a bank and a reserve. And so I knew all that information prior to, um, you know, prior to applying uh, for the loan. The only thing I didn't know is that uh, how much the uh, your business credit actually weighs in the decision um, to actually give you money. Um, so I was really, uh, you know, surprised, you know, when I was able to borrow, you know, and I'll, I'll just say I was able to borrow $180,000 um, to build out my space in the business and pay contractors, buy equipment, and have working capital money left over. Ooh, that was good. That was good. But that's the, that's the side of entrepreneurship that a lot of people don't know. You know, a lot of a lot of people don't know that part about entrepreneurship. And that's powerful. That's powerful in itself. Yeah, it is. I, you know, I think information is key. And, um, you know, when people, you know, ask me questions, you know, I tell them the numbers, you know, I, I give them the numbers. I give them the information. You know, I don't I don't hide anything, I, you know, because I, I think somebody taught me. You know, and I, I think if we're not really passing on this information and, I, and I'm talking to people of color. You know, if we're not passing this information on and, and really being able to to educate, you know, our people on what what it takes to um, to to be able to obtain a loan. Um, yeah. Then we're never going to get ahead. You know, so I'm always transparent about, you know, what it took, you know, for me to be able to to put myself in a position to actually get a loan. OK, OK. You know, when, when I hear you speak about the loan. So if if nobody if if you don't have a six twenty, that that really what prolongs prolongs you getting the loan. Yeah, you have to have at least a six twenty per personal credit score, which is um, you know which is low. You know, you know, um, you know, because you know you can go up to eight hundred. So you have to have at least a minimum of of, of six twenty. Um, I've seen some lenders where you have to have at least a six fifteen. But, you know, if you don't have, you know, 620, um, then, you know, in my opinion, then you're not necessarily ready to open up a business. Um, I think uh, you have to be patient. And so to to repair credit and to fix your credit, you see a lot of uh, these programs and people selling credit services and promising that they're going to, you know, take you from, you know, 550 to 800, you know, and, you know, 60 days or 90 days. It's just, it's just not possible to, to repair credit and build credit. It just takes time. And so, um, you know, it requires you, you know, disputing, you know, information that's not correct on your credit report. Um, it requires you, you know, um, you know, may, maybe making some payment arrangements with the creditors to be able to get your account current. You know, it requires you paying off, you know, that credit card that has a high balance. Um, and 
I've been in a situation, you know, some years ago where I had to do that. And, you know, it took me like a year and a half, almost two years to be able to, you know, build my credit back again. So I think if, if you know, I understand that most people, they, they want it like yesterday and I get it. You should have that attitude. But in order to be able to, you know, sustain, um, you know, your business, um, and to put yourself in the position to be able to to be loan ready, you know, sometimes it takes time if you don't have that credit score. Okay, 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 makes sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. So when when you when you decided to open your business, what are some challenges that you that you that you encountered? I think the biggest challenge that I encounter is, I think it's two things. I think um, one is that, you know, when you open up a business, you know, everybody wants to do business with you, right? Which is a great thing. You start to meet like all these talented people that want to sell you their services and stuff like that. Um, And people just assume that you have money. And um, (laughs) like, (laughs) I think that was like the, the challenge, man, is, is, you know, I ended up saying yes to a lot of things that, that maybe I shouldn't have. Now, don't get me wrong. A lot of the things that we have done from a marketing perspective um, and, you know, has actually worked. But I think for a new business, it was probably, you know, I probably took on a little bit, you know, too much, you know, as a as a as a new business. Um, I think the other thing will it ended up being a lesson that actually cost me some money is that, um, you know, when I hired my contractor, um, I didn't really interview any additional contractors and I didn't fully vet this, this contractor out, um, full transparency. I seen that he had a website. I seen some of the projects that he did in the past and, um, he was African American. So I was on my black power shit and <laughs> I, uh, I, I wanted to give an opportunity, you know, to an African American male, you know, in particular, and, um, you know, he ended up being like one of the worst contractors that you could ever hire, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and so it ended up, um, ended up costing me a lot of, you know, money and pain. Um, and so like one of my lessons learned, you know, for, for anybody that's open in the business is that, you know, for one, people are going to be knocking down your door, just assuming that you have money. It's okay to have your meetings, but you know you're not. It's you will go out of business quickly if you take on every single thing somebody tries to offer you. And I think too, I think whatever you, whoever you're doing business with, it's just important to vet them out. You know, it's it's important to run their business credit. You know, which is legal to do. Um, It's important to also ask for other business references. and so those were some of the uh, the lessons learned, um, you know, that I've had so far being a business owner. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I guess you answered my next question. What would you have done differently? So you already <laughs> answered that question, so there's no need to talk about that. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> what's, something, what's something if you had to tell somebody who wanted to start their own business? What what What's something that you would tell them? That... Um, something I would tell someone that wanted to start their business? Yes, sir. Uh, that they should do it, you know? And I, I, I think, um, I think for me, 
you know, when I want something, I eat, sleep, and breathe it. And if you're not willing to lose some sleep, uh, then you shouldn't open up your business. Um, and that's the reason why that I, I've been so successful, you know, um, you know, within my, obviously I made some mistakes, like I mentioned before. Um, but you know, the business overall has been very successful to the point that, you know, the founders of no Greece, you know, think that I'm ready to open up a second location and I haven't even been open in a year. And just because of all the things that I've done, you know, in the first, you know, seven months, you know, like when we started, you know, we, we pretty much have, um, more than double our revenue in seven months. Um, and that's from just putting in, um, you know, all of the hours, but also entrusting, you know, my, my, my partners, you know, as well, you know, the people that work in the shop day to day, right. Cause I'm not there every single day. And so just really working closely with them, um, you know, has, you know, been a, you know, big boost to my business. Um, but that's the biggest advice is that you can't half-ass it. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. You're going to lose some sleep. Um, you're also going to lose some money, you know, but overall, like, it's the it's the best investment that you can ever make um, because you're investing in yourself. Oh, yeah, that's definitely true because you can never, you never can go wrong when it comes to investing in yourself. You know, and, and, you know, like you, the nuggets you gave, like planning and having the capital, I think that's so important because a lot of times we, we always think because we got the heart and we got the will to do it, but we don't have the capital. And, and, and it never it never it never comes to the light because we don't have the capital. And a lot of times we don't know how to how to really stack the capital to start a business. So that, yeah. you know, that was. That's a, you know to me them some solid nuggets because so many people have that same they have the dream but they don't know how to bring it to to a reality you know and I, I think I think that's that's so helpful because as as people we always we always we can dream we can dream but bringing it to reality is always the the challenging part. So I think I think that's very that's very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I I think I think people, you know, think that you need a you know a whole lot of money to to save. Um, you know, like I actually got one savings account that I actually forgot about, and um, I happened to look at um, the software I use that connects all my accounts, and I had like twenty three hundred dollars in there. And all I was doing was, you know, putting $50, you know, every time I got paid into the account, no, $60 every time I got paid into the account. And, you know, I was able to kind of build that account up, you know, not even thinking about it. You know, it was only $60. Um, I think another thing, right, uh, another example of uh, of saving is that I, I do have, you know, a couple of partners as well. And so um, we were able to, you know, put together like a savings account. We didn't know exactly what we wanted to do. And uh, everybody was putting um, $60 away into an account. And at the end of the year, we almost had $6,000. Mm. You know, just, you know, 
just by just putting $120 away, you know, and so um, per person. So it, you know, when it comes to saving, I, I think people think that they need to get a windfall. They need to get $5,000, $6,000, $7,000. You know, when it comes to saving, it, it really, you know, starts with a small amount of money that you, that you don't touch, that you allow to build. And so I think if you start to kind of find that discipline um, and knowing that you can start small, and then when you get some of the bigger checks, you know, like $2,000, $3,000 checks, you just add to that small amount that you've been saving and you know you can wake up in in two years and you can have six or seven thousand right so if you're trying to if you're trying to you know um if you're trying to open up a business that costs fifty thousand dollars you got you already got your ten percent equity you know so just like that you know so and um so i think that's really important Oh man, yeah, it make, makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. A small step that's that's gonna equal a huge step in the long run. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think, you know, I think, man, just just being just having the mindset to, to open the business may be where you start. But you know, with the nuggets that you gave, that's gonna that's gonna take take your dreams. And turn it into a reality, so you you can no longer just think about it. Now you can put action to what you're saying. Yeah, and you know, like I said, like when I first started, you know, I, I think one of the things that I that I that I that I've learned through this process, one of the things that that my wife and I are doing, uh, we're still in the planning process, but we're gonna create a, a grant um, for small business owners. And um, my initial investment into this grant program, you know, is, is probably going to be somewhere in the $2,000 range. And we're probably going to give, um, you know, this is, you know, we're still planning, but we'll probably give two recipients $1,000 a piece. And that $1,000 can go a long way, right? Um, doesn't sound like a lot of money, but um, you can use that $1,000 to be able to register your LLC with the state. Um, you'll be able to, you know, use that thousand dollars to be able to buy, you know, a computer or something, you know, so it doesn't take a whole lot of money to, to, to start. Um, and so, you know, we recognize that, you know, it's important to get people a jump start. And so my, um, I got the insp- inspiration to name this grant, you know, after my grandmother, um, who I never met, and I just recently seen a picture of her for like the first time, like within this year. But for some reason, like my father would tell me the stories about her over and over and over again, and it didn't really rena- uh, resonate until maybe while like six or seven years ago. And I couldn't understand why I have a connection to this person. I don't even know. I didn't even know what she looked like. And so um, she uh, was a prominent business owner. Um, she had several businesses in New York City. Um, she had a farm in Wilmington, North Carolina, um, but she also she owned a, a hair salon. Ironically, I, I own a barbershop. She owned a, a, a restaurant as well, and she started a, a church in um, in Brownsville, New York. And so, um, you know, inspired from um, what she did as a as a you know African American woman during her time. You know, 
during a volatile time in our history, you know, is, is amazing. And so, you know, we want to be able to pay it forward and, 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 and get back in that way and help people um, get that, you know, that small jump start that they need by saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to invest in your dreams. But, you know, um, and hopefully, you know, that, the, that these first recipients meet me halfway. Oh, man, that's the that's man. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Cause you, it's a lot of people that that could, that could, you know, take advantage of the jump start, and I think a lot of people do need the jump start, but also, you know, just for you to do that because of you know not even meeting your grandmother, but man, it's 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 definitely in your blood. It's definitely in your blood. You ain't got to worry about that. You ain't never <laughs> met her, but you, <laughs> it's in your blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And you know, I'm I'm blessed, man. And, um, you know, I got, I got great partners, you know, as well. I, I think that was also like the, probably one of the, the best things of, of me owning this business is, you know, like I was really close to open up a juice bar, right? And I won't say the juice bar's name, but, you know, when I look at the, uh, their staff, right, from the people who founded it, it was, you know, it was fine, but like all of their staff were, you know, white males. And, you know, with, with some white women, of course, but they didn't look like me. And so, um, and as I w I'm not really scared of that, but like when I started finding out by no grease and, and meeting the twins, because I had to sell myself to them, you know, their names are Damien and Jermaine Johnson. Um, and also Charlie Petty, you know, these three individuals, you know, uh, started no grease in 1997 and, you know, over the past 20 plus years, they've been able to, you know, perfect the business model for barbershops that is completely innovative and above anything that I've ever seen, you know, from a barbershop. And so um, partnering with them, um, you know, has been one of the most rewarding things um, just because of this, you know, who they are. They want to see you win. And it's as successful as they are, they want to see other barbershop owners win. That's 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 what I really dislike about these guys. They they just get free information, man, to all these barbershop owners. A lot of them don't listen, but you know, you know, some of them do. And the ones who have have listened, you know, has been able to take their business and scale in a way um, that they were wasn't able to to do before. And so. Um, I'm really happy, you know, to be partners with them. Oh, man, that's so important, though. The power of knowledge, man. The power of knowledge. And then they're giving it to you for free, so you have no reason to fail. Yeah, you know, they. I, I, t I tell them all the time, man. I was like, yo, y'all should really charge for this information. Like, you know, like, you know, because what i get what gets frustrating is that when you get free information you just want people just to take you know just to take heed to it right but you know if you give them this information and then they do nothing with it i think that's what becomes you know frustrating and i think well if maybe if people will pay for the information then maybe they would take it seriously you know but it's, it's not a coincidence that you know they're the first uh you know african-americans to franchise a barbershop um not just in the United States, but in the world. Um, also, it's not a coincidence that they got seven locations, and by the end of 2021, we'll have 10, but one being in South Africa. 
Um, you know, so that's not a coincidence, you know. So, you know, we're going to continue to build as a, as an organization and as a, um, and as a people and, you know, to push the culture forward. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, the ride. Oh, man, good stuff, man, good stuff, man. You 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 definitely gave some some solid nuggets today, and I, I think it's I think you know if nobody else says it, man, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Tell people where they can where they can reach you at, and where your barber your barbershop is located. Yes, sir. So my barbershop is located in North Lake Mall in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, that's 6801 North Lake Mall Drive, Suite 101. We are on level one next to Dillard and Jimmy Jazz. Uh, also, you know, you can visit, uh, you know, visit any of our social media pages at No Grease North Lake. Also, uh, we have a website that we just launched at uh, uh, NorthLake.com. Um, no, uh, no Grease NorthLake.com. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I guess, boy, if I if 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 I ever get a chance, man, I want I want to come out there because I'm I'm trying to look a little better, you know. I just want to <laughs> look a little better. I may not, you know. <laughs> I don't know hey, how much y'all can help me, but I want to look a little. Better. <laughs> hey, come through, man. We 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 got you, man. I, and you know, I definitely want you know shout out my 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 partners as well, uh, Chester Robinson, who's um, you know my partner. He runs the day to day operations. Uh, DC Tism, uh, he's one of my lead barbers. Antoine Williams, uh, my guy Vic, my guy Mike, my guy Jalen, and you know my receptionist Jazz and Devo. Man, that's 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 the those are the individuals, man. That that really, you know, help you know No Grease Northlake strive, man. So I appreciate those people. Oh, good stuff, man. I just want to say big up to every every single one of them, man. And thank you for doing what you do. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir, man. I just, I just want to thank you, man, just for this opportunity, man. And I pray that it reaches more people than it should. And I pray that people take the information, man, and really use it. Absolutely. So right here, twenty four live, man. We're gonna sign off, and I just want to say thank you, man, for coming out, man, and doing this with me. And it's your boy C Phil, and I'm gone. See? See? Phil. Phil.